I've spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious fund managers around. And now I've decided to take the plunge and start my own fund. The real question is, how will I do it? With no investors and without an Ivy League degree, this podcast is going to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we start and build multi-million dollar investment funds. I'm Bridger Pennington, and this is Investment Fund Secrets. Hey, welcome back to the show. Today, we're going to talk about evolutionary products and businesses versus revolutionary products and businesses. I was just reading a quote uh, from a great guy I follow. He said, it's faster to disrupt a market than it is to create a market. And that got my head spinning a little bit about this concept. Now, I'm going to dive in just a second. It's something my, actually a few mentors taught me years ago and I've, I've mulled over it and I've thought a lot about this. And I think it's very crucial when you're starting a fund or any business to think what type of business or product are you getting into? Uh, before I go any further, um, if you like this episode or show or whatever, please subscribe below. We have a free Facebook group as well. If you guys want to join our free Facebook group, hop in there. I go live in there as well. If you guys can like this video, if you like some of the content we're putting out, like the video, it helps us know what type of stuff you guys like and what kind of stuff you guys don't like. And so I can tailor some content towards what you want to see in the future. So let us know below too, if you have future topics or content you want us to cover. All right. So back to the topic, evolutionary versus revolutionary. A few years ago, I was sitting down with a mentor and he told me this, he's a bridger. When you create a business, it is much easier to create an evolutionary business versus a revolutionary business. I go, what do you mean? He goes, for example, he goes, Bridger, we have had cars that can run on hydrogen and electricity since the 1980s. You can look it up. There's a number of inventors in the 80s and 90s that produced cars that run on water, hydrogen produced cars and cars that run on electricity. And he goes, what's interesting is those cars and those products were so revolutionary that they, one way or another, got taken out or got bankrupt and big oil companies and big conglomerates around the world that had a lot of power currently in a market. They're not going to let a revolutionary product, a a revolutionary product, like a, a car that can run on water is very revolutionary. They're not going to let that power slip away. There's a number of entrepreneurs that, that couldn't do this. Finally, Elon Musk had enough money, enough backing, enough of everything after selling PayPal and starting a few other companies to go and launch Tesla. But, and Tesla today is this incredible business, right? It's, you know, got a huge market cap, these huge evaluations. Everyone loves Tesla, right? It has taken them 20 years to get where they are today. I mean, Tesla is, I, I, I actually was watching an interview from Elon Musk earlier about Tesla and he said, Tesla, it, running a, a car company is one of the hardest companies on the planet to run. Uh, yeah, and somebody asked him, even harder than SpaceX? He goes, well, I mean, he, he, he was saying almost as, as hard or even harder than running SpaceX was running a car manufacturer, a car company, because there are, especially an electric car vehicle maker, there's so many of these big power oil companies and other conglomerates in the market that want you to go down. They will short your stock price. They'll do all sorts of things to push you down. Good. Thank, thankfully for us, Elon Musk had the cojones to go and keep Tesla running. And they were in the red for so many years. They finally turned a profit like in, I can't remember the year, 2015 maybe. And since then they've done really well. But I mean, for seven, eight, nine years, they did not turn a profit. Tesla, 
they were losing money every single year for investors because they, and it took a long time because they had a revolutionary product. So back to my mentor, he's telling me, Bridger, it's a lot easier. It's a lot faster. And again, we, we have said, said this before, money loves speed, right? Money loves speed. It's a lot easier to have a revolutionary, or excuse me, an evolutionary product. A product that builds upon an existing space. So for example, the, the internet, right? And this is back to the, it's, it's, it's harder to create a market versus disrupting a market. And I'll use actually, let's use a fun example. I'm not gonna use the internet. Internet's another example we could use. Let's talk about investing in venture capital. Okay, investing in small startups. This did, this did not exist in, in a broad scale like we have today. This was an entire blue ocean that entrepreneurs, fund managers had to go out and slowly convince and warm up investors over time to invest in small tech startups. And eventually you finally get a Microsoft that took off and these investors go, wow, that was was actually pretty incredible. Then you have an Apple that takes off and you have um, these other small tech companies. You have compact computers, all the early day kind of computer companies, HP computer, you know, all these... Um, all these investors got into and were making huge returns, right? Early investors into Yahoo. And so eventually you got investors to slowly warm up and it created a market of investors that liked venture capital, right? That would say, you know what? I would put money into a venture capital fund and I would, I actually want to get into that space. Took That took, think about that timeline, about 30, 30, 40 years, to, to build a market. Now, it's much easier, since the market is built, to disrupt the market and come and say, hey, we're doing seed. We're doing early stage seed investment venture capital, or we're doing, we're gonna disrupt venture capital, and we're doing only FinTech venture capital. We're only gonna do a certain aspect of venture capital because they have already created the market. And we talked about Red Ocean and Blue Ocean, you guys have probably heard that before. They've already created They've gone out, found the blue ocean, turned it into a red ocean, and now it's a lot easier for you to disrupt that red ocean since it's already been created and created customers or investors for us. Is that kind of making sense? Again, back to to this, and and again, it, when, and when you're disrupting, you can you got to think through: is this evolutionary or revolutionary? I got pitched a fun a little bit ago. I'm not tell you all the details. I don't want to disrupt this this entrepreneur, but he wanted to start a fund that they were going to fund. Um, projects that were going to take place on the moon. Okay. And he said, this is going to be a whole new space of investing. We're going to fund companies on the moon. And for me, I asked him, I said, how are you doing raising money? Have you raised money? He goes, well, it's, we've had a tough time. And I go, well, no, duh. You have, you have to find an investor that is already used to very risky investments, but now you're taking it to another level of we're going to invest on companies that are going to be on the moon. And, and I'm not going to tell you all the stuff they're doing, but um, it, you know, we can't even invest in probably until 2025. It's a, this is a long-term future play. And it's a very, rev, you're creating a whole new market of investors that are okay with investing into that type of niche. And I wouldn't say it's a revolutionary product, but um, he's trying to create about, you know, an evolutionary product, but it's pretty far-fetched. Now you can do this. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying it's slower. It's a lot slower to go and create an entire market. It's much faster to disrupt a current market that's already out there, a 
current real estate market or current hedge fund market. You have a new strategy inside that's going to trade derivatives, whatever it is. A lot easier to disrupt an existing market than go and try to create a brand new market yourself. You see the same thing happening with cryptocurrency. Okay, Cryptocurrency has been around. We've had cryptocurrency since what? I, I think it's like 2011, 2012, something like that. We've had cryptocurrency for a long time and, and that is a brand new market. It's almost been 10 years that investors have slowly warmed up and felt more and more comfortable about this space. But now if you see right now, the now investors are warmed up to crypto. They like it. It's, it's becoming a household conversation of Bitcoin, Ethereum, and some of these major coins that investors or entrepreneurs can now disrupt and launch their own coin off of that and ride those coattails and it's a lot faster to disrupt. It's a lot faster to evolve on a Bitcoin than create a Bitcoin from the ground up. And when you do that, you're going to have a lot of problems like those, those early car companies that had early electric vehicles or early hydrogen process vehicles. There are people with power in other markets that are going to come after you. And so this mentor told me, he said, Bridger, any business you start, remember to think through what type of business. Is this a revolutionary business? Is this an evolutionary business? And am I gonna be disrupting or creating a market? That's all I got for you guys today. Let me know if you guys like this episode, comment, subscribe, whatever it is on this page. <laughs> Let me know what you guys think. By the way, um, we've got some fun giveaways and stuff we do on our, our Facebook group. We have a, a fun launch formula guide if you ever seen our stuff in there and other programs we have on there. So click on that and I'll see you guys there. Thanks, bye. Hey, what's going on? Wasn't that awesome? So what we've done is made a Facebook group that is free to the public. You've got to opt in and join it, but I go live in there every single Wednesday to walk through your questions, do live Q&A and walk through new topics. So if you want to connect with me, want me to answer your questions directly, join our Facebook group. It's Investment Fund Secrets. If you go online, you'll see it. We have a private group for our mastermind members. It's not that one. It's our free group. You guys can hop in, get questions answered, meet other people starting funds and, and join our Investment Fund Secrets family. If you guys are interested, Go to Facebook Investment Fund Seekers. I'll see you guys inside.